1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Pheasant hunting firearms and beginner's gear to get started and get in the woods. That's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about pheasant hunting gear. How do you get started? What do you need? What, what's the best stuff to get into the woods and get, hunt, gear, get hunting pheasants? So first and foremost, you need a shotgun. What's the best kind of shotgun for pheasant hunting? Hands down, best hunting shotgun or best shotgun for pheasant hunting for new hunters is the shotgun that you already have. That is the best one. Take that one and get out there into the woods. Whatever you've got, use that. You can use a small shotgun, a big shotgun, a pump shotgun, a semi, an over under, break action, single shot, whatever. Anything pretty much will work. You can use a 410 even to hunt pheasants. I recommend going a little bigger than that. But if that's all you have, start with that. Get out there. Get some practice. Get some experience. Figure out if you like this. Figure out what sort of shotgun features and performance you find valuable. And then you can you can upgrade to something that's, that's better suited to your style once you learn what your style is. Uh, so get out there with whatever you have. Now, if you have no shotgun or you've done a little bit of pheasant hunting or you're just ready to buy something, you want to buy something, what's the best place to start? Well, you got two approaches here. Uh, You have the the most cost-effective approach and then you have the performance approach. I recommend, if you're ready to buy something, go and get a used pump-action 12-gauge with uh, adjustable choke tubes or removable choke tubes. And then... You can use that to hunt anything. You can use that to hunt deer. You can use that to hunt turkey, pheasants, doves, crows, coyotes, whatever you want. You can change the choke tube to be right for whatever you need to hunt. You can use whatever ammo you need to use. Pump action works for everything. Works basically in every jurisdiction I know about. It is the most reliable. They're made, you know, millions of them. They're cheap on the used market. You can probably pick up a decent 12-gauge pump-action shotgun for 100 bucks, um, you know, 150 maybe. You can buy a brand new one, get yourself a Mossberg 500 or a Remington 870 for, you know, somewhere around the $300 range. 
Um, but I'd pick up a used one to get started if that's where you're at. <clears throat> now, if you're thinking about, okay, performance-wise, well, it really starts to depend on style. I am all about semi-automatic shotgun, uh, especially for new hunters, because it's simple. You pull the trigger, it shoots. You want to shoot again, you pull the trigger. You want to shoot again, you pull the trigger. You don't have to worry about working the action. You don't have to worry about pumping it. You don't have to worry about a lever or a bolt. You don't have to worry about a break action. You don't have to worry about multiple triggers or which barrel or things like that. It's just, it's simple. You, you develop the skill set of being able to shoot well and you pull the trigger and you shoot. So that is my personal favorite approach um, that I would recommend if, if you're going for performance. But there are people that prefer other methods and other styles. There's a lot of people that prefer break action shotgun. Two, you know, over, under, top, bottom. They've got two shots. They can use two different choke tubes. And those kind of shotguns can be very fun to shoot, very well balanced, well made, easy to shoot. They can be very enjoyable. Nothing against that at all. If you've got one or you like that approach, or you just you pick one up in your hands and you say, man, this really feels good to me. This feels balanced. That's probably what you should use. Whatever feels good in your hands, whatever you're comfortable with is going to work. You can use, I recommend a 12 gauge just because it's so versatile. You can have pretty much anything with it. But you can use a 12 gauge. You can use a 16 gauge. You can use a 20 gauge. You can use a 28 gauge. 410 is a little small. It will work. I would not go buy a 410 to hunt pheasants, but if you have one, you can start with it. And it will do the job. You just have to, it's going to require a little bit more skill from the, from the shooter standpoint because you're, you're slinging less shot and at less velocity often. But you can do it. Now, when it comes to loads, uh, there's all sorts of different methods and, and, and opinions people have about what's the best pheasant shells. I recommend you go with something a little more powerful than your bird shot uh, or your, your target loads or your dove shot. Um, get yourself a two and three quarter inch or three inch shell that is um, just a little bit more load, a little bit more oomph. You know, every brand has their own name for it. Some call them their express loads, some call them pheasant loads, some call them high brass, high power, whatever it is. Just because, two, two main reasons. One, that bird's flying, it's in the air, and you've got limited opportunities, so the more lead you can put into the air, the, the better chance you've got. And I think number six shot is my personal favorite for hunting pheasants. It's big enough to, to deliver energy and some range, but it's small enough to have a high volume of pellets. If you went with like a number seven and a half shot, or a number eight shot, or a number nine shot, I just feel like you're not getting enough mass in each BB to do the job at anything beyond close range. It's just a higher risk. Whereas if you go with like a number four shot, I don't think you're throwing enough BBs into the air. So I recommend you go with a number six shot, uh, pheasant load, high brass, whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter what the brand it is. It doesn't matter if it says it's a pheasant load. Look at pheasant loads and then look at what everybody else has for those same specs, for the same uh, ounces of shot, for the same feet per second. And that little more powerful load, you're going to get a little bit more shot in the air. You're also going to get faster BBs most of the time. You might be at, you know, 1300 feet per second. 
when you're hunting turkey and you've got a, a load that's shooting a thousand feet per second, that doesn't matter because the turkeys are on the ground. They're walking. Pheasants are flying. And that's that extra 300 feet per second can make the difference sometimes in terms of how fast a shot gets there, how fast those BBs make it out to, to 30 or 40 yards while that bird's flying away from you. Just getting that shot onto the target faster can make a difference. It's not a huge difference, but it can make a difference. So I think a little faster load, a little more shot is good. What else do you need for pheasant hunting? Well, you need some orange. I don't know anywhere where you can hunt pheasants without orange, and even if you could, I wouldn't recommend it. Get you a nice orange blazer. Uh, camo really means nothing when it comes to pheasant hunting. I'm a big fan of orange camo for everything except pheasants because pheasants aren't ever going to see you until they're in the air flying away from you with you shooting at them. So you do not need to worry about any sort of orange camo. Um, just get yourself a nice orange vest that is not going to get torn to shreds by the jaggers you might walk through. And also you want something that has some pockets in the front so you can put extra shells in. And you want something with a game pouch in the back. Uh, it's literally just like an extra flap in the back of your vest behind you. So if you shoot a pheasant, you can, you can, it's storm in that pouch. I, don't, I, I wouldn't put them in a backpack just because then you got to clean your backpack out. But just that little extra pouch on the back of a game vest, of a pheasant vest. You know, you can stuff a couple pheasants back there, some grouse, a turkey, um, <clears throat> whatever you might be coming back with. Because I don't like to hunt pheasants with a backpack. I want to be light. I don't want to carry a lot of stuff with me because you're going to cover a lot of ground. So you're going to do a lot of walking and carrying an extra 10 pounds or whatever it is, that'll just wear you down faster. So I don't want to carry anything extra than that thin little vest. And if I get a pheasant, I can just stuff it right back in that game pouch and then happy to walk out of the woods carrying game, you know, but to spend half a day walking around with an extra 10 or 20 pounds on you, that's just tough. So I recommend get a nice thin orange vest, get a nice orange hat. Ball cap is the best. You know, for most kinds of hunting, I'm against ball caps because I think the bill on the front of it accentuates head movement. But when it comes to pheasants, again, that's irrelevant because <clears throat> they're not going to see you stealth and camo. Well, stealth can matter, but camo, how you look, is not going to have any effect at all. Does not matter what you wear from a camouflage standpoint. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. And that accentuated movement's not going to matter at all. So you want a nice ball cap, something that'll keep the sun out of your eyes. If you're hunting late season, 
they make some really nice heavy-duty insulated hats that still have a bill on the front to keep the sun out of your eyes. You know, orange, good stuff. Look for something like that. That's, that's probably the best case scenario. When it comes to everything else you're wearing, uh, really the, there, there's two things to keep in mind. Number one, um, is, is it going to hold up in the, all the thick brush that you're walking through? You don't want to wear some real delicate pants. Something that's heavy-duty is going to be ideal. You know, if you've got some heavy Carhartt pants, you know, that are just going to, are jagger proof, that works. That's perfect. They make pheasant hunting pants if you want to go in that direction. But just whatever you've got that's thick and heavy duty is going to stand up to the brush, to thorns, to jaggers. That's what you want to go with. When it comes to footwear, some light boots are ideal. Because again, you're going to be covering a lot of ground. You're going to be doing a lot of walking. You're going to put some miles in the woods. Or in the fields. So you want something that's light. You can walk for a long time. You can walk quickly. You don't want something too heavy. In terms of staying warm, people often overdress for pheasant hunting. Pheasant hunting is not like deer hunting. It's not like turkey hunting. It's not like most other kinds of hunting. You are not sitting when you're pheasant hunting. You are not stopped and stationary when you're pheasant hunting. Uh, almost never. So you're always moving. The blood's always pumping. You don't need to have a whole bunch of heavy coats on. A couple layers. Be good if you can shed layers as the day warms up. But you just need a couple layers. Something to keep the wind out. And just, just enough insulation to keep you warm while you're literally just walking miles through the woods. Um, you know, people often overdress. Even in January and February... You know, if it's if it's negative 10 out, yeah, you probably should put a few layers on. But if it's 30 degrees outside, you know, you can get by with a, a, a pair of long johns and some heavy-duty pants and a pair of long johns and a sweatshirt and a coat. And it doesn't have to be your heaviest coat, usually. Now, you might go out with a couple extra layers on, <clears throat> and then as the day warms up, as the sun comes out, you can shed some layers and you take a couple extra layers in your car because you just never know. Maybe it's going to be windier than you expect or maybe you're just cold. But I'll usually go out. I'll wear one pair of socks with my light boots and just, you know, two layers on my bottoms, two or three layers on the top. And that can still be too much depending on if the sun's on you and stuff like that because you're moving and grooving and covering ground. When it comes to gloves, I like to wear some thin gloves just to, more to protect my hands from jaggers than anything else because usually my hands don't get cold because I'm walking and moving and you're carrying around a shotgun lugging that through the woods so you stay warm pretty well uh, pheasant hunting is a nice I mean even with crow hunting you still stop to call crows for a half hour at a time so you can get cold but pheasant hunting is just walking you just walk until you're done or if you want to take a break you stop of course but when it comes to the actual hunting, you you rarely are, are stopped for more than two minutes, you know. So you want to be able to stay warm, but you want to be able to keep that keep the brush at bay. You want to be able to be light. That's the other thing. You wear too many layers, you can't walk as far. Slows you down. You don't want to wear anything that's going to be too restricting on your legs. That's going to cause some drag, cause you to to just tire out more quickly or bind up around your knees. You know, real light on the pants. And, and, and loose fitting on the pants and everything that you're wearing on, on your pants and on your feet. 
If you want to wear some extra layers, put them up top. Something that's not going to restrict or hinder your movement. Um, you know, if you need a scarf or you need whatever you need, you know, do what you need to do wherever you're at. Like I said, it can be cold. You know, you could go out and it's 10 degrees and yeah, you might need to wear a couple layers, but even still, you'd be surprised how warm you can stay being on the move constantly. Even hunting in the snow. You can hunt the pheasants in the snow, not usually if it's real deep, but you can hunt them in the snow and have good effect at it. But you, you, you usually still don't need that. You need something snowproof, waterproof maybe. If you're tramping through the snow, that'll help you. But it's mostly about protection from jaggers and thorns, protection from the wind, and what can you walk quickly and easily that's not going to weigh you down. So those are the basics. I mean, I don't recommend you go out and buy a whole wardrobe for pheasant hunting. I don't think you need to buy an orange vest with a game pouch and you need an orange hat. Beyond that, whatever you've got that'll do the job, that'll keep you warm and resist jaggers, get you out there, get some experience. And once you go out a few times, you know, once you put some miles in the woods, you spend a few days hunting pheasants, you will learn what you appreciate. You will figure out what your style is, and then you can get some extra gear, so a few extra pieces of gear that will help you in your style and what you appreciate. You know, some people, they like to go out with one pair of heavy-duty pants. They're not even wearing thermals under them, just one pair of pants. Some people, they go real light on the pants department, and they don't care if they bleed by jaggers punching through. They would rather deal with that than they would... Um, just, you know, pants weighing them down. I like to have a little protection on the legs. I'm, I'm not a bleeder. I, I, I would not rather bleed usually than anything else. So that's not my style. It's probably not your style, but you never know. Once you get at it, people say, well, you know, you got to have some leg protection. You know, somebody's walking 20 miles in a day, though. They might, you know, their perspective is going to be different. You know, if you go out hunting pheasants for the morning you're going to approach it differently than somebody that does a whole whole day pheasant hunts, right? Because you got different fatigue levels. you got different pinch points, pain points that aren't even going to be uncovered in a three-hour hunt versus a, a 10-hour hunt. So it's all going to depend on your style, where you can hunt, what the terrain is, how far you're going to walk, how long you're going to be out, what you appreciate, and on and on. So get out there, get some experience, do it. You can get a vest usually for 10 bucks, 20 bucks, depending on where you're at. Grab something off Amazon. You, know, you can spend more on a better one, but you can always buy a better one later. Get the cheapest stuff you can get to get you in the woods. See if you even like this. You might say, you know what, this is not for me, and then you don't waste a bunch of money on gear. Or you might say, this is awesome, I love this, this is my favorite, and this would help, so you could buy that, and this would help me, so you can get that, and you learn what would be good, as opposed to wasting money on a bunch of stuff, and you get out there and say, oh, well, there's no use for that, not the way I hunt, and then you're stuck with it. So head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, check out the show notes, more information on pheasant hunting and strategies and other types of hunting. Till next time, God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods.
Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.